0: All right, everybody, welcome back to The Luck We Had, a Shameless Recap Podcast season two. Welcome back, everybody. And we are so excited to kick off season two and bring back one of our favorite guests. Lena, thank you for joining us again.
1: Welcome back. (laughs) We got a whole two episodes. How's it feel? (laughs) I'm more more like an
2: episode. episode. I'm more on four.
0: No, two. This is your second one.
2: 11, 12, This is my second one. No, I thought you meant I've been gone.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah. Because I was going to say I was
2: like 1, one, two.
0: Nah, this is your second one, and it definitely won't be your last with the content of this season. But no, like, I was doing, sorry. I was doing the notes for this episode, and I was like, oh damn it, we need to have Lena on this episode. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I convinced a friend of mine uh, to start watching Shameless, and she texted me yesterday. She's like, "Oh, I'm on season six. I was like, "You lost me there, buddy." But you know, <laughs> we are on season two. You should come on my podcast and talk about it. So,
2: I to be fair, I will. I I am going to catch up. I think. I think I'm going to just restart at season six. Yeah, because I think I think I have it in me now. <laughs> well, like
0: I'll, eventually, if we if we get to season six, I'm going to have to watch him. and that'll be interesting. To like, yeah, uh, it's like
2: a good first impression, though. It's going to be fun. Yeah, be we more interesting <laughs> that way.
0: It'll be interesting that, to... like, that y'all will know more than I will. And I'll come in and be like, wait, so what? Wait a second. <laughs> okay, like uh,
2: Well, and I guess, like, season 11 is supposed to take place, like, right after season 10? No,
0: it's a year. I think it's a year jump.
2: Yeah, because I think it's supposed to take place so in did, 2020. Okay, because I know they're doing corona, but it's like, did Debbie go to prison or not for that whole thing? John Wells know, initially
0: out. said... That in this season they were going to start with Debbie out of prison and like has to like drop Franny off at school, but she can't get within two hundred yards of the school. So like John Wells initially <laughs> when he was talking about the now this
2: she's season, a registered sex offender. Yes. <laughs> so,
0: um, but yeah, that's
2: not going to be
0: ideal. I might cut uh, around a lot of the season six stuff that we were talking about, yes. <laughs> but let's talk about. We can't start the episode without talking about everything that happened on Twitter yesterday and the last couple of days with this content we are getting. Oh, well, yes. Noel
1: oh, yes. Noel's contract <laughs> says we are feeding you. Yes,
2: <laughs> literally. Because you know, when they were airing every Friday, like around 2 p.m., he'd post and be like, watch Shameless this weekend. I'm like, I know this bitch is under contract for this. Because they know that if he doesn't post, people aren't gonna watch no one's shinola? gonna
1: care they need to know he's back for people to actually be like wait maybe i should keep an eye on this season shinola yeah was it's like, like oh him. i'm
0: doing scenes in the alibi with uh cam and noel all day yes yes they will like this i will be posting yes this. they will like this
2: i think Shanola, i think the amount that shinola posts is just really normal for her
1: though i don't think she's like, have you noticed
0: steve, anything. Has been,
1: steve has been posting so much i only yeah, see
0: his photos stuff. I only see his photos oh, when did. they hit Stan Twitter because I don't such follow bad him. bad photos. They're he all kind, blurry. Yeah,
2: he <laughs> kind of does that like every year though.
1: Yeah, no, that's just a normal thing
0: but he doesn't know yeah. how to take a photo. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> this podcast has I everything. I made a TikTok of like me doing a green screen and I was like, how are we supposed to live with the two of them being double beefed up on a Monday afternoon? Like, I don't...
2: <laughs> double beefed up on a Thursday <laughs> afternoon. They are truly double biceped up. Like, God no. damn. They both really hit the gym during quarantine.
0: They said good arm day. Arm day every Nole, day. No no looks
2: big.
1: He He's looks so, so small big. and his biceps are like boom. It's kind of weird because like
2: his head does not match the size of his <laughs> no, body. No it and does not. His yeah, body looks, doesn't match the size good, of his body. He looks good but like
0: And like uh, the gray sweatpants really all day and the gray sweatpants and the and the tank top I truly, I, I cannot comprehend Somebody caught what they thought like like there was like something on his shoulder people were like is that a new tattoo does he have a new tattoo on his shoulder and i'm like everybody needs to calm the fuck down like but also
1: could we talk about what's up with them putting them in all of their old wardrobe to like at like what's going on with that are I we mean, doing realistic
0: i have shirts that i have had for like six or seven years that i still yeah. wear
1: I get that, but at the same time, like I feel like a lot of the time with consistency and inconsistency she shows it's either they wear the same outfit so many times or you never will see the same outfit ever again.
0: But the blue tank top though.
1: The blue tank top. The blue tank top, though. um the sleeveless Hoodie. plaid shirt. Oh the plaid shirt, none of that. The plaid, plaid, plaid,
2: plaid shirt. shirt. Um it's weird because it's... both Ian and Mickey have gone through like a total style change in the last couple seasons yet they're putting them in all their old clothes. The gray Yeah, shirt. Mickey
1: Mickey in that dirty tank top. That man has upgraded in, like, season nine his wardrobe. Season 10. With those jackets. He, okay, but, like, he...
2: I will say in season 10, he did wear a lot of tank tops. Like, a lot of white feeders.
1: I don't want to talk about those sweatpants capris.
0: I do. <laughs> I, I, know, love I love them.
1: <laughs> the Tim's though... 10. Yeah. his outfit Good
0: the whole joy. first half of the wedding episode i'm very into i liked it a lot
2: <laughs> yeah that yeah but i do think that this is supposed to be a summer season so or it was originally supposed to be i think just like generally corona got very much in their way but this is supposed to be a summer season it was supposed to air la- like that summer it'll summer. probably be
0: much like season two is starting in summer fading into probably ending in winter by the time it's over and uh speaking of season two why don't we jump into it
2: yeah (laughs) why don't we
0: jump into
2: it and not be um annoying (laughs) jacked like always
0: so we're we're in season two this is our second episode um like i said in in the last episode they titled the first two episodes just summer something last time was summertime now it's summer Lovin'.
2: although a lot of this episode does uh focus around different couples in the show so like Well, I guess with the exception of Fiona, because Jimmy Steve's not back yet, but like Fiona and Jasmine, Fiona and her sugar daddies, Kevin V, Frank and Dottie.
0: All right. So uh, like I said, this episode, episode two, is called Summer Lovin'. It aired on January 15th, 2012. So it aired in January. It's a summer season. It was written by Mike O'Malley and Latoya Morgan. Uh, Michael And O'Malley. Paul Abbott and John Wells are both credited on it, but I think just because they originated the series. Uh, but yeah, Mike O'Malley, Evan's very excited. is Burt Hummel from Glee. My
1: king.
0: Do we really need any other description? I, I do have a beef with him on that, like, behind-the-scenes video where he talked about how a rape and incest storyline was, like, hilarious and, like... Can we have a conversation about that?
1: Oh, Michael Valley, <laughs> stay quiet. He do, be a, he do be a gay ally, though.
0: Yeah, he do be an, a bald ally. Yeah. He
1: do be a gay ally. Um, he is not
0: unproblematic, yeah. but he has given us some of the better Ian and Mickey content, and I, for that I am thankful.
1: He um, writes for a yeah. problematic show. We can't, we can't take all that away from him. <laughs> yeah.
0: And Latoya Morgan, uh, we've talked about her before, credited as a staff writer on 12 episodes through 2012. I- she wrote 15 episodes of of Parenthood. I almost called it Planned Parenthood. She wrote 15 <laughs> episodes of Parenthood. Uh, she was a producer, uh, writer, and story editor on the show Turn, Washington Spies. Wrote four episodes of a show called Into the Badlands, and one episode of The Walking Dead.
2: I think she recently landed a new series as well.
0: Oh, cool! Because
2: oh, I was googling her, but I might that might not be right.
0: Uh,
1: and it was directed. Like this- she only wrote only through 2012.
2: She only wrote season two, only was a staff writer in season two, never wrote on any other seasons.
0: Yeah. And of course, this episode was directed by John Wells. He always takes the reins for the first few episodes of the season. Uh, We don't need to spend any more time talking about him. We know who he is. The synopsis of this episode is Frank seeks new financial footing in a fellow bar patron, Dottie, who is declining in health, and the city pension makes her an attractive thing to him. Fiona juggles her job, kids, and burgeoning love life. Jasmine tries to help by setting her up with a sugar daddy. Zero mention Uh, of the most interesting part of this episode, but...
2: Let's not be biased. But
0: I think we should
2: be biased.
0: I watch my uh, versions on, like, not Netflix or anything, so my previously on wasn't there. But Lena so kindly uh, wrote in what the previously on was like.
2: Um, It's Fiona in the bathroom. They've used this one a couple times especially in later seasons um, she's where like she's chilling like, on
0: the toilet, right? Yeah, she's like putting
2: a piss and she's like, I'm raising five kids and even I had time to watch Shameless. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, so our previously on's were Ian and Lip in the car and the whole Mickey's gay and we're doing it scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lip talking to Mandy after the fight night saying, Mickey's out soon, right? Like kind of just setting up Mickey's return. Um, and the I miss you juvie scene. Um, Mickey just be living in everybody's head rent free
1: literally
2: and, um then lip and ian fighting over his west point application and lip kind of agreeing to help him uh sheila hitting 100 steps and veronica talking to fee about jasmine and her sugar daddies debbie wanting her own room and then karen and jody are dating and lip does not like
0: it uh, i feel so bad for lip in this storyline but i genuinely love jody like so much that like mm-hmm. it's hard to feel too bad for Lip. I'm like, but Jody's a good person.
1: He really got a little weird though. He gets <laughs> yeah, a little he gets weird. A little
0: weird,
1: but I feel like they like try to paint him such a bad guy when we first meet him. And I'm like, no, he's vibing just as much as everyone else, and he always is so nice and so cute.
0: And we are to assume she is of legal age at this point too. So like, it's not even creepy. Like, at I love Jody.
1: Yeah, because but... I feel like with this season, we're like. In the work that, like, what, like, they're seniors now, so we want to hope that she's eighteen at least,
0: yeah. <laughs> at least.
2: Yeah, he wasn't. There. I think he was probably at like only like twenty-ish. They met so at Sex Addicts 30. 30, Anonymous, right? But, he's Amanda, 30. what did
1: we say? Left. He's like thirty. He's thirty. Yeah. yeah, he's like. Oh uh,
2: well, they met at Sex Addicts Anonymous, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So they're not even like. They're not. Even I guess the sex. whole thing is they're not supposed to be interested in each other in that way. So.
0: Yeah, but. Let's find out. Uh, We open again. Last episode opened on Sheila. This episode opened on Sheila. She is doing her steps. Good, give it to her. She's doing her steps again, and baby girl got to the corner near her house, and I'm proud of her. And she gets to the corner. She makes her step goal for the day, but across the street, there's a farm stand. And she thinks it looks really cute and delicious. And she stares it down, and the next thing we see is a shot of her house of her running down the street and Frank coming outside and she's screaming because she fucking made it to the farm stand and she bought <laughs> vegetables
1: <I> exactly Queen.
0: <laughs> she bought vegetables she is a, the, before we see her outside we see like a shot from inside the Jackson house and all you can hear is her yelling and tell me why, why my brain was just like oh yeah she's Jessie from Toy Story like it it's all <laughs> I could hear was Jessie from Toy Story
2: I do that a lot with, when I'm watching ex- animated things, I will just point out, like, who's voicing different characters, not even by looking up the
1: cast, I just know. Yeah. I <laughs> You got that like ingrained in your brain.
0: But anyway, at the farm stand, Sheila got an eggplant, and it's enormous, and Frank immediately thinks that she got it to stick <laughs> up his ass.
1: He's like, no, 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 no. It doesn't mean he's like, I'm still sore from yesterday or something like that. <laughs> he's like, there's no way that's gonna fit.
0: And like, no, she did not get it. Just well, she might have. I don't know her intentions, but <laughs> she is just so proud to show off the vegetables that she bought because she fucking made it to the vegetable stand. And it she says a wonderful line: "Today a grocery truck, tomorrow the world." You get it, Sheila. You get uh, it. Icon. And we are proud of her, and we want her to go farther. But Frank is afraid. Frank's like the further she goes out into the real world, the more she knows about me, and then I'm out on my ass. I'm I out know of this
1: way. Like, yeah. Cause I love like as much as I got my beef with Karen, I loved how she was like threatening him last episode. She was like, you know what? She's gonna know about you eventually. Like you're running out of time.
0: <laughs> and he knows that. That's why he goes to the alibi and starts lamenting the fact that Sheila is making it out of the house, and everyone, including Kev, thinks it's hilarious. They love seeing Frank struggle, as do we. And apparently the bartender that also works there says she once gave herself crabs to get Frank out of her house. And everyone at the bar has a story about the thing that they did to get Frank out of their fucking house <laughs> once they let him in once. Uh, yeah, that
2: random yeah. bartender that worked there, like, worked at the Alibi, like, probably from, like, season one to the end of season two. And then that suddenly, like, yeah, Kevin Bure are the only ones who work there. She's and, also... And, and, Lana, but...
0: But she's also not the original bartender from season one. No, she's not. It's
1: a different one. I feel like we've seen two other female bartenders besides Kevin V, right? It's the ginger bitch and then the shorter plaid lesbian looking bitch.
2: Yeah. Yeah, um, And I know that Kev inherited the bar and it's probably like they probably fired them because they couldn't afford to pay them. But also I like to think that maybe they still work there. It's just when Kevin V are like not at the bar
1: would Kevin and, and b have their seeds not in the bar that's working. who's working the
0: bar <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah so they're at the bar and while they're all teasing him teasing frank about the fact that he's about to be out on his ass uh, a regular like at the bar who works for meals on wheels comes in the door and we learn about one of the women he delivers to Dottie coronas also known as butterface I will be calling her Dotty because I don't actually think she's that unattractive.
1: Um, it's so. It, I'm sorry. The whole butterface thing. I remember my mom watching this episode when it came out when I was this age, and I never got the joke. And I didn't even get the joke in high school. And I think I was rewatching Shameless like a year till ago, and I was like, "What? Her? Uh, God, you're such a limbo. I was like." Fuck. I was like, I'm so stupid but then I was like, that's so mean. Yeah,
2: a- I just like, the, well, the part when they're like, oh, those titties and that ass, and then all at the same time they're like, butter
0: face. <laughs> uh,
2: it was, it's pretty good coordination on their part.
0: It is. Really mean. <laughs> yeah, very mean, but like a little impressive. Uh, but apparently Dottie, who used to be a regular at the bar, she would shut the fucking place down, is now an end stage heart failure and she's waiting to get a heart transplant. And Kev mentions that it's sad that she spent all those years paying into the city pension, and now there's no one left to collect, and then Frank disappears. <laughs> Frank uses <laughs> the word city pension, grabs the Meals on Wheels keys, and he's off to Dottie's house.
2: This is really one of the more depraved things that he did. This is really one of his lowest points, I think.
0: Yeah. Also,
1: I love how can we talk about the literally the meals on wheels driver getting a drink on the clock? (laughs) He like sits down. He only said
2: that. Yeah, he only he's well, they were like, they kind of talked about that. They were like, oh, you're drinking and driving now. And he was like, well, Dottie's house is like close enough to walk and she's my last delivery of the day. Uh,
0: So Yeah. So Frank goes into the truck, takes the last meal out and then we cut away from it. To the Gallagher porch, where Carl is lighting things on fire. Carl's yes. got a lighter and a hairspray, and is making and is making a, a blowtorch. And you're right, the CGI is terrible. The
2: CGI on that fire, abhorrent. They had a budget. <laughs> they had a budget. That they
0: did. Whatever. And Ethel, Ethel and Debbie are eating popsicles, trying to get Liam to stop sticking his hand down his diaper. But like, <laughs> babies are gonna stick their hands in their diaper, like. He's
1: going to do what Baby's going to do. Exactly. He's
0: just figuring out what his body parts are. Uh,
1: but also, like, I want to point out, I love how we were introduced to Ethel last season and we were still painted with the whole picture. She's, like, a little bit shy. And then, like, the previous episode, we saw the whole, like, weed and tending garden. And I love how at this point, like, now she's just hanging out with Debbie. Like, you can tell, like, even though we haven't seen or heard a lot about Ethel, like, you can tell she's already grown a bit to be, like, involved with everyone. Because she's, like, helping out Debbie now. And, like, they're just chilling, eating popsicles. Like, that's so cute because she's a kid. and she's she, she was kids. a really good addition to the show. I, like, I love Ethel so much.
0: And she clearly, but, like, like, helps in the daycare, too. Like, she's yeah, the only person yeah. around. But, yeah, they're chilling. They're, they're, like, being friends on the porch, being annoyed with Liam. And then Fiona comes outside to head to work in her, like, waitress outfit. And Debbie again complains about having to share a room with Liam. She's lucky she only has to share a room with Liam in that fucking house.
2: Yeah, I mean Fiona is the only one who gets her own room. Yeah, at the this most point, sense
1: why Fiona should get her own room? And at this point, does Frank still have his room? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, because that's Debbie says to Fiona, "You moved into Frank's room. Lit moves into your room, and then Liam goes in with the boys." But. Fiona's like adamant, very adamant that Frank is going to be back, especially yeah. when this whole Sheila situation blows up.
0: Yeah, so F- Fiona says that they have that conversation, and then she takes the blowtorch from uh, Carl and she goes <laughs> to work and she's like, Be bed by midnight, good, just go away. Um, Gabby where-
2: has one of the funniest lines in this part. She, she when she's arguing with Fiona, she's like, I'm going to be a woman soon. <laughs> <laughs> You're
0: 10. <laughs> Um, but from that, uh, guess where we go next. Guess where we go next? Guess where, where we go
1: next? We go. Where guess where we go, go next. Go. We go
0: to juvie. We're going to outside of the juvie where Mandy and Ian are having are coming to collect who? That's right, Mekki Milkovich. That's that's who we're seeing. Mandy Thinking says about him. Mandy, now the Emma Greenwell Mandy, says that she could have come herself, but Ian insists this is a bad neighborhood and he is her fake boyfriend. And she, and she said, we live in a bad neighborhood. And he's, he says, yes, but we are related to the bad people in our bad neighborhood. And he's just doing a <laughs> very bad job at masking the fact that he needs to see Mickey immediately.
2: Yes. Immediately. They, they yeah. come out, they're like, we are linking up. Tell him how, <laughs> do you see each other.
0: Mickey comes strutting out in the blue tank top. And he gives Mandy a hug. And, like, there's, it's actually a very cute sibling moment. He's like, you don't know my sister till you fought my sister. Like... It's actually really cute. And then then he gives her a titty twister and um
2: Uncomfortable, but okay. That is so funny. She's like she's like, Dad what did Dad say? He goes, Fuck the police and she goes, No titty twisters, now that I'm a C cup. And he goes, C cup? Did you wish? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's such a go fast, like, uh,
0: And then them. he turns around and flips off the juvie and says fuck you fuck you and especially especially fuck you you. and (laughs) Ian takes that opportunity to be like okay okay let's get you out of here and throws an arm around Mickey to lead both of the Milkoviches away and Mickey lets it sit for like half a second and then
1: he just throws that bitch off
0: and then he like then he brushes it off but like they're all just happy being friends in the summertime walking down the street and I love it so much Oh, sorry Uh. And like I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be objectifying Noel in this episode, and I apologize for that. But like he was a grown adult at this point, and he looks beefy. He looks so beefy. <laughs> yeah. He looks so beefy. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> beefy. <laughs> and Cameron shot up between between seasons one and two. Like he had a gross And between spur.
1: seasons two and three, oh. we Talk about that. We talk about <laughs> that. Like the jump between season one and season two. Like he is another person. Like. He gets built. His eyebrows look different, and his the, his hair texture. What happened to his hair texture? Man looks like he's growing a perm. Well,
2: they no no no. He has okay. So Cameron has naturally curly hair, like very coy, like curly curly hair. They straighten it most of the time.
1: Like keratin so, treatment, that shit. <laughs> yeah, when he
2: has when he has when Ian has longer hair, so like seasons one or uh, anything really after like six ish. They they typically straighten his hair. Like, Gordy um, Ian, ex-
1: literally, you can tell that shit straight as shit because it's so, there's, like... he
2: slicks it back, but it's also, like, off-season, he doesn't, and he has, like, really... Like, if you look at his Instagram photos and things like that, if his hair's not long, it's pretty curly.
0: And, like, young him on Malcolm in the, in the Middle, basically. Yeah, had, he, like, got middle... he got that He had
2: that afro, man.
1: <laughs> I was thinking about him and Malcolm in the Middle the other day. It was so funny. I was... I think I saw, like, a post or whatever of the like he like asked someone to scratch something for him and it was like don't touch I I bite and he was like I, I bite. the sign and then on the sign it was like don't ignore the sign
2: <laughs> like I think his career is so funny because from the ages of like however when he started acting like five like five to 16 he really just played like absolute delinquents like absolutely just horrible horrible children <laughs>
0: Mm -hmm. And then Ian Gallagher and Jerome. How is any of this different?
2: (laughs) Well, and Jeff from Mall. If you guys ever watched Mall, Mall. now that that. was a movie. But wait, uh, no, I
1: did watch that movie because I think I asked you about it. That's the one when he's like like on acid for half of it. And doesn't he like fuck some like random girl? Yeah. Yeah uh stop i i blacked out that movie he shot I watched that? It because he told me to watch it he shot it wasn't that, even I think, that bad
0: he shot it i think between definitely seasons between seasons three and four that's like what i think he looks like in that one because he's uh, young but he's not super no. young
2: i think it was between two and three, two and three. Yeah. maybe he had longer hair and then i i remember i did watch the giver which was between three and four because then that was the story where it was really funny. Where Noel was like, yeah, we came to set with the same haircut.
0: Y'all, I watched fucking Vampire Academy for his ass.
2: <laughs> Mental illness. I did you. <laughs> Mental illness. But Mental
0: illness. Anyway, that scene was great. Uh, we knew this was going to happen to us. Um, <laughs> we cut to Frank walking up to a house. We then learn belongs to Dottie. Um, she tells him to eat shit and go away. I fucking love Dottie. <laughs> She says Her her. attitude
2: is everything.
0: She knows exactly who Frank is immediately. She tells him to eat shit and go away. But he makes her laugh. He tells a joke that makes her laugh. And he has her food. He brought her her food. Um, And we only see her in, like, silhouette through the door for most of their conversation while Frank charms his way inside to watch TV with her. And then we get a look on her face when she opens the door. And she's not even ugly.
1: Yeah, she has, like, a lazy eye. But, like, that's about it. Like, she's not, like the most, like, horrific, like, ooh, like, all the time. Yeah, fucking... and they added, they added some scars
2: to her face, but I was about to...
0: Like, you can tell it's a beautiful woman that they, like, uglied up, and the beautiful woman's name is Molly Price. She shows up in one or two episodes of, like, a lot of shows. She's, like, a face that you've seen in a million television shows, but had regular roles on shows called Happyish and Queen America and Almost Family, and for the record, she's beautiful. Like, she's beautiful. But, yeah, I saw Lina, you put that she's also an author.
2: Uh, yeah, so it, she's kind of, I guess, she reminds me of, like, Luis Guzman, who did guest star on Shameless Seasons 9 and 10. But Luis Guzman is kind of famous for being, like, a character actor, so he's had a lot of really short roles in, like, a million different TV shows. It's um, like the Mikey so guy? Yeah. Oh. So she's she's kind of, like, in the same realm as him in that she's a character actress, um, so she just kind of bounces around. But she, I, it, it does look like her main I guess, job right now maybe is um, she's an author. She's written two books.
0: That's cool. Uh, Over to the club where Fiona and V are at work. Fiona tries to flirt with the DJ that she was trying to flirt with in the last episode again. And again, he says nothing. And she comes over. She could do better.
2: She looks like Moby.
0: She comes over to V and V says, well, maybe the million women a night that he's, that flirts (laughs) with him and he sleeps with are just too much for him. And the man is just tired and like it's such this season is so best friend like everything about the season is best friends and it makes me so happy
2: oh, i miss when they were so close
0: yeah and v calls jasmine a desperate whore wife and her grandpa date and like jesus hold back at all
2: no i think she's right
0: fiona i love the line fiona has can you say that again with some of that head bobbin and the finger snapping thing and V is very against this wife and mother flaunting her affair with the senior citizen. And Fiona says, yeah, well, the guy's rich, so stick your chest out, and flirt, so that you get tips. And customer service, you ain't wrong. You ain't wrong.
1: Yeah, period.
0: They turn their customer service voices on real quick, and they get him to spring for Cristal. We love a good old sugar daddy. But anyway, over to the
1: dugout. Where are we go into the dugout? We're going to play some baseball. No, we're not. <laughs> We're going to fuck in the ass. <laughs> okay, ha- all right, I'm sorry to go ahead, but have you guys seen that TikTok going around of the scene of, like, Mickey, like, Ian walks over to him and then spins him around and the cigarette comes out of nowhere? No. <gasps> no? Okay, all right, well, will you, you send it, will you text it to me? Yeah, yeah, I'll send it in our group chat, but it's just, like, you can cut this part out because I'm I'm just rambling, but it's just, like, it's the scene where, like, he they're smoking a cig, but then Mickey, you don't see him holding a cigarette. And then it's when they're being playful, and like Ian comes back to him and like rough house him and turns him around. And like Mickey turns around in 0.2 seconds and the cigarette's back in his mouth. And it's like, where did that oh, come so from? So is that
2: just a continuity
1: error? Well, yeah, it's just like, like, like an edit. It's just from the editing and the angle that it makes it seem like it came out of nowhere. But it's just like he probably just put it in his mouth really quick. Oh, fast the, is it so. the end of the scene where he's like, it's, I think it's this, it's after, after like, they go again. Yeah. It's like when they yeah, do have okay. two.
2: Well, and then, then I do like... know that, like, well, that's the thing is, like, I do know that, like, at the time, <laughs> Noel was a smoker.
0: So was Cam. For real.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All, Cam, a lot Cam of the cats from... all smoked
2: most of them did but jeremy i don't know if he still does he probably I, quit
1: I but think he, quit, he had his baby but i think jeremy was the most that i saw like posting like on his social media you could that man always had a cigarette in his hand yeah,
2: yeah jeremy um i don't think really anybody else though i not emmy for sure because she's an opera singer um but
0: yeah cam,
2: cam not, did for sure but anyway cam, cam for sure noel for sure but noel quit way back when like like season three four maybe around that time
0: yeah it's nighttime we're at the dugouts ian and mickey are walking across the baseball field and ian's talking about classes he's taking over the summer to gear up for west point applications um
1: (laughs) what a little jrtc boy I i love
0: your note (laughs) We have two different versions of seeing Mickey spit on the ground. You say it's nasty. Mickey, like, just,
2: like, spits on the ground for no reason. And I'm like, that's
0: a nasty, nasty boy. (laughs) But Mickey says that if Ian wants to be in the Army, he can just walk into the recruitment office. It's down the street. But Ian says he wants to be an officer, and that's what West Point does.
2: Plus, he's he's under recruitment age.
0: Yeah, we think he's 16 at this point. I think Cam is 17, but I think Ian is 16 at this point.
2: Can turned eighteen during season two. During season two, because that's why they wrote. That's why they had nudity in that one season two scene because he was finally eighteen and he could do it. Yeah, which I think is a little weird that they were like, oh, he turned eighteen.
1: Time for time for nudity. Like I'm not gonna say it, but it's almost like it's like they're groomed in a sense. They were kind of like like waiting for it. Yeah, they were waiting for the moment they hit that big one eight. I don't (laughs) think, however, I don't think that emma has done nudity on the scene on this
2: she show hasn't. yet i
0: don't think she no, hasn't she but she's didn't.
2: she just turned 21 i think ethan has like but only like once I think we've
1: seen ethan's little butt but that's probably but that's him. it
2: i mean none of them really do full frontal none of them did full frontal except for kev. Steve. steve and emmy Pep,
1: once kev did Kev did full frontal in like the for like one second in the first scene. Remember when Ian goes into his bedroom yeah. and Kev's asleep on the bed and it's just like penis out. It's, like, the Yeah, third
0: episode,
2: and then yeah. Emmy did. um, Why do we always talk about nudity?
1: Anyway, we, Emmy,
2: <laughs> Emmy did in season two in the not season two, season one in the pool scene when they're staying yeah. in the hotel. I think that was full frontal, yeah. but yeah.
0: But anyway, back anyway. in the dugout. we we keep getting off track. <laughs>
2: Um, this is what we do. We're just annoying.
0: <laughs> so they shotgun a beer and Ian which by the way, while they're shotgunning the beer, let's just talk about this. They could have brought two well, let's beers. Let's talk
2: about the rituals, the intricate rituals.
0: They could have brought two beers, but they didn't. They brought one. And Mickey shotgun he stabbed it and shotgunned it. And then when he handed it to Ian, the way that he is looking at Ian's <sighs> body in the flirtatious face that he's like, it is it's so he's flirty. Like-
1: so soft watching he's just like giving him the like watching him chug that beard i'm just like
2: oh, damn. Yeah, they, do, they do have more than one they brought like a maybe a six pack but like but they shared they choose to share this sh- their rituals they are so intricate
0: but then they shotgun a beer and ian's like did mickey make any friends on the inside and mickey says the lovely line you want to chit chat more or you want to get on me
1: and, and then he like grossly burps while saying it.
0: They both burp. <laughs> it's cute. And then they smile and they start stripping their clothes off. And we cut away because again, Cameron was not of age yet. But like, well, also uh,
2: in general, they never,
0: they never show Galovich
2: scenes. Let's be real.
0: Yeah, even the ones they film, they cut. Uh, but it's very cute, and they're it's best friends. It's so cute season two does all of the work of showing us that these boys were best fucking friends and that they care about each other and they flirt and joke and they just want to hang out with each other. And like season one was like trauma and sadness and like heavy and gross. And then season two is like, it's for at least for the first half of season two is just flirty and cute and fun and they're best friends. They just want to hang out. Like, Oh my God. I feel like a
1: lot of it's masked because like more than that, those scenes are like, building up to, like, them having, like, basically fucking or whatever, but I'm just like, no, those scenes are a point because it shows you, like, they're actually, like, hanging out, and they're actually chilling, and they're friends, and they do enjoy their time together. They're not just butt buddies.
2: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, especially in season two when they're working at the store together. It's like, they can't be fucking all the time. Like, they have to have the store open, so they're just hanging out. They have
1: to have some (laughs) casual interaction, and plus now that he's uh, out of juvie, and Mandy and Ian are still obviously friends, like, it can't be just be, like, fucking like rabbits at all hours
0: but they so they are fucking up the dugouts but we are going over to Dottie's house to see her eating dinner while she and frank watch tv she will not put up with this bullshit she makes him sit on the chair so that he doesn't get comfortable sitting on the couch with her
1: good Dottie put those boundaries down
0: and she keeps jumping up at every beep that she hears because she's waiting for the beeper that she has to go off to signal that she's going to get a heart for her new heart And it's her smoke detector is beeping. So Frank offers to change the smoke detector battery for her. So it stops beeping and freaking her out. And then the guy from Meals on Wheels shows up at the door with White Castle for Dottie. Because he's like, I thought she'd be starving by now. I got her White Castle. And Frank's like, no, never mind. Here are your keys. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. goodbye." (laughs) Back to the club. V is doing body shots off of Fiona. God, we wish. We do do wish.
1: Oh, goddamn. I just wish they hooked up. Just once. Just once.
0: Tell me they haven't made out while drunk at least once.
1: Oh, they definitely had to. You know Kev would have been eating that shit up too. Kev would have been like, I, you can do it. I don't care. It's if, if I can watch.
0: <laughs> so we get a little montage of their work night in the club and their full customer service fake faces that we all know so well. And then Jasmine sneaks up by Fiona and grabs her boobs and flirts with her and invites her to go do cocaine with her and, and the grandpa man. And um, she encourages Fiona to slow down, enjoy the summer. And Fiona's like, I'll keep that in mind when I'm feeding my family dog food in January. (laughs) Fiona's like, I gotta get this bag. Can you leave me alone for like 10 minutes, maybe? But Jasmine tries to get Fiona to meet a friend of her senior citizen boyfriend. And Fiona says she's not into married guys. And again-
1: just has a ray of men. Like, how?
0: Yeah. Fiona is still 21 at this point, that we learn. Uh, So Jasmine and her senior citizen leave. Jasmine kisses Fiona on the lips, goodbye again, and leaves a huge tip for her.
1: That girl. And Fiona has a moment where she's like, oh, okay, wait wait a damn second. <laughs> Fiona has wait accepted. Wait a damn minute.
0: She's accepted that this is how it goes now. And then we go to the Gallaghers. Debbie gets out of the shower and stares at her reflection in the mirror. She's wearing a shower cap.
2: She's such a little
0: grown-up. She said, I'm, I'm wearing a shower
2: cap in the shower. And she looks like such a baby. Such a baby.
0: And then we, she goes back into her room and we see Liam with his hand in his diaper and Debbie fucking snaps. She grabs the crib and rolls the whole goddamn thing into the boys' room while they're sleeping. And she's like, fuck you. I have my own room now.
1: <laughs> she's just like fed up.
0: We, then we go back to the dugouts. Um, with the not at all subtle shot of two sprinklers going off at the same time, just as Ian and Mickey finish
1: what they were doing I hated that we I hate some. <laughs> it kind of took me like a couple
2: watches to really understand though so, I don't know why but like the first time I watched it, I was like yeah just sprinklers going off but then like the second time I watched it, I was like
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it is <laughs> Mickey, the, I've always wanted to do that here, like yell that he does. He says he's uh, he's always wanted to fuck there ever since he got kicked off his little league team for pissing on first base. And Ian says he remembers that because he was playing second. Uh...
2: Serving childhood acquaintances <laughs> to childhood friends to acquaintances to enemies to hookups to friends to lovers to heartbreak to lovers to husbands.
1: God. <laughs>
0: And I need mean, I mean, every move. single
2: stage we are going through, every single one.
0: An award for that. You need an award for that sentence. It's fantastic. And they then they show off in front of each other by doing pull ups from the dugout. Oh, and like I will
1: remember their men.
0: <laughs> I will say again, Noel, beefy, beefy, beefy. Holy shit! Like beefy and man. the grunts, the grunts he puts out while he's doing the pull ups. Dear lord, sir.
2: God my, damn, you are so horny. My
0: Brittany Broski <laughs> showing, just like, sir, sir, I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry. My apologies to Noel Fisher for me objectifying you in this way. I am very, I'm very sorry. They were um,
2: punching the air right now.
0: <laughs> Mickey says there isn't much to do in the joint but work out. And the way that they look at each other is so fucking flirty, I can't handle it. And they pass a cigarette back and forth. You know, their way of sharing intimacy without kissing because Mickey as a whole... Intimacy issue, but uh they can share a cigarette, and he won't consider that too intimate. But they can't kiss because that is also too intimate. And I could write a whole thirty-page paper on this. Uh, the
2: rituals—they're
0: intimate,
2: mm-hmm. are <laughs> there the rituals—they're intricate.
0: Oh, somebody uh that listens to the podcast asked me to publish that uh thirty-page dissertation I wrote about Mickey. So I fixed it and sent yes. Evan the link. I
1: read it. I
2: think Evan sent it to me one time. But I, I went Yeah, I, I think I sent
1: it. I think I sent it to Lena like right like when you sent it to me for the first time amanda it was way back when way back yeah i went through this Um, week and
0: edited it and took out like my class stuff and i corrected grammar and some things and uh we're i'm gonna try to if evan uh if is able to go on the website at any point when he's not being consumed by starbucks we can throw (laughs) it on and everybody can read this uh 30 page rambling dissertation i wrote about mickey's psychology through the first four seasons
1: yeah, I'll probably add it to like a sub page on one of, on the podcast website. So I'll get working on that in the next couple of days so y'all can read that.
0: And sorry, they're sharing this intimacy with the cigarette and we get the iconic line from Mickey that he's fucked for life anyway. I may or may not have that framed on my wall. <laughs> and Mickey says he needs to get a job before his probation skank does it for him. And Ian's like, well, why don't you get your GED? Why don't you take some vocational training? And Mickey's like, why are we talking about community college right now? You want to spread out a blanket and look for shooting stars next? Can we say foreshadowing?
2: Not foreshadowing. Well, and <laughs> I don't know. Something that always, like, catches my eye ear when I watch that scene is when he's, like, saying that. when he's like, I need a good job or my probation is going to do it for me. He's, like, blowing smoke out at the same time he's talking. And for some reason, he just goes a little bit Southern yeah the, little, honestly, I'm
1: like, what? <laughs> i can talk from talking while smoking is that like it kind of like it like layers your voice almost that it kind of like i've definitely sounded like i sound like a different person while talking with smoke in your mouth it just like kind of like alters your enunciation almost but yeah it's like he like is i don't know like when you're watching him it sounds like he's like talking out the side of his mouth too so it's like really like <laughs>
0: he like blows out smoke and takes a sip of his beer and like and at some point in the in the uh, the scene he blows smoke out of his nose like a dragon too like it's a lot uh.
1: And it, you can tell I think it's, it's very cool when he does that. You can tell it's really like cold outside too, because like that's not just cigarette smoke coming out of them.
2: Oh yeah, when they have to film in really cold weather, but they have to act like it's warm.
1: So when they're talking about like Mickey going back to school, and then are we? I think I think we talked about this before, but I have no memory. Is Mickey like lips age? Is that what we concluded? Yeah, I think. I think so, because, well, okay, they have
2: had a couple discrepancies with this, because the first time, not the first, but, like, the first episode that he's in, when he sees Lip on the Street, he goes, gotta be on that English paper you wrote for me, but then in that promo video that they put out for season 10 about, like, Ian and Mickey talking to each other in prison, Ian says, the first time I met Mickey was in third grade, which we all know isn't true, because they were in Little League together, and he threatened to stab me with a pencil that was right before he dropped out so what is the truth (laughs)
0: that was see that was the the shameless people trying to just make fun of and call mickey stupid when mickey isn't fucking stupid in my brain he probably was in school and then when he went to juvie he decided i'm just not gonna go back to school and i think from that point on mickey just wasn't in school anymore uh, but yeah, I think that that promo thing was the shameless writers being like, <laughs> Mickey dumb. Mickey drop out in third grade.
2: Thinking about that one line that Ian had in season 10 where he was like, oh, Mickey's emotional intelligence is the same as Carl's actual intelligence. I was like, first of all, bitch.
1: Second of all. <laughs> I think, like, also, um...
2: I just wanted to know, like, how they're on the same wavelength of, like we're gonna, like, how they secretly... I guess, talk to each other, and we're like, yeah, we're going to meet up at the dugout tonight, like, blah, blah, blah. Because it's like, did they talk while he was in juvie? Did they talk when he got out? Did Ian visit him again? Did they both, like, how did they know they were going to link up again? Yeah, because, like,
1: we, out of, like, every interaction, we never hear them actually have, like, a heart-to-heart until, like, obviously later in, like, the series. But, like, every time they fuck, it's unspoken.
2: I know, we're all just, we're just so biased, but it's like, because I'm like, well, obviously I know that, like, there are other people and other storylines in this show that they have to focus on. But it's like, I'm
1: lost here, guys. I'm, uh. We're made out that, like, Mickey hates Ian at every other point besides when they're fucking. So, like, how are we supposed to assume they just, like, casually were like, hey, let's you want to meet at the dugout tonight? Mm-hmm. Like, what?
0: Well, Mickey, Ian did pick Mickey up from Juvia. M- Ian absolutely yeah, we visited again. Mandy probably peeled off to do her own thing or to to go fuck a friend of hers or whatever. And then... And then Ian and Mickey were like, let's go to the fucking dugouts. So, uh, like, that's in my brain. But they're, they're talking in the dugouts, and Ian offers Mickey a job working security at the store because in the last episode, Cash disappeared forever. So Cash Bye. is not around anymore. Bye, bitch. <laughs> Bye. Uh, Bye. So Ian, and like I said in the last episode, there was a scene of after Cash leaves of Ian and Linda, and Ian having to break that news to Linda, and it's a very emotional scene of the two of them together. And in that scene, you could see the, like, care that he put out towards her, and, like, the little bit broken down that she is, so you would understand why she would do him the favor of hiring Mickey at the store.
2: Um, yeah, well, uh, was that a deleted scene, or was that kept in? I don't know was a deleted scene. Yeah, because I, I know I've seen it before, Yeah, but... but Ian, oh, Ian I really offers, wish, like... It's just like one less sibling, not where we can get more time.
0: <laughs> Ian offers Mickey a spot working security at the store, and again, he looks at the way that he looks at Ian. Noel's face, I just can't. He says, Are you ready to go again, or uh, you need some time, Fryer Crotch? Like, oh, God. Ah, God. Like, and then they get back into position, and it's blink and you miss it, but the way Ian pushes Mickey to bend over, Sir!
1: it's like so for it's he's just like he's like giddy he's like the, <laughs> like, chemistry,
0: the chemistry is unfucking real it's unreal and we go over to the jackson house lip is staking out the place as karen walks jody out to his motorcycle and then lip we- is
1: such a creep about karen he literally just be watching this girl from behind that pillar so much i mean they they i think
2: he had they had like a standing agreement though or something like that because he was like they probably she probably texted him was like come over after jody leaves or whatever high-fiving to say goodbye (laughs) i know that they're sex addicts but like really yeah
0: karen and jody high-five to say goodbye and then hard cut to lip and karen in the middle of sex talking about jody and lip is jealous lip is jealous of this guy and karen says stop talking about my boyfriend and fuck me what a line what a
2: line i'm Yeah,
0: and then we go back to Dottie's house where Frank is trying to keep doing chores and being helpful and Dottie tries to get him to leave again and he keeps talking into doing anything at all but kicking her him out um and she's of course suspicious because she knows who Frank is as a person uh but Frank like is like I'm just trying to be a friend I'm just trying to help you out but like Good on you for being suspicious, Dottie. You, you have everything. Yeah,
1: good. Keep your eyes open. <laughs>
0: and she gives him the shit jobs, quite literally. She says if she tells him if he wants to be helpful, he can unclog her toilet, and then he can get the fuck out of her house. And he goes to bed, she goes to bed, and he unclogs her toilet. I hate
1: the montage of him unclogging the toilet. It's that was, so gross. When
0: she was
2: talking about that, though, it was kind of funny, because she, like, she was like, well, I can lie and say there was roots growing in the pipes, but it was all me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and when... Like, when Frank wants to, when he wants something from you, he is actually very useful and very helpful. He's, what a tool. And then we're back to Karen's house. She's trying to invite Lip to come to a rave. He says no. He tries to invite her out tomorrow night. And she says she's going to hang out with Jody tomorrow night. And they're just going to, like, stay in and watch a movie. And he tries to get her to characterize, like, what is happening with the two of them because she's a sex addict so she and Jody don't have sex and she's like well this helps me sleep you and me that's what this is
1: never <laughs> telling
0: and like you said she tells him to uh, he tells her to text him when Jody leaves tomorrow so that he can come back simp
1: <laughs>
0: simp so he leaves the house frank comes back into the house and gets a beer and sees Sheila's map and how close she is to getting to the alibi Well, I think that's where she thinks he works. She thinks he works at the Yeah,
1: I think there's like I think it literally is like a circle of the alibi and it says like Frank's Frank
2: exclamation. No, it just says Frank exclamation point, but it's like
1: I don't think that Frank would
2: totally just admit to her, like, yeah, I just hang out at the bar all day. Yeah. Every day. I don't work. Like, Like, yeah, she probably thinks that he works there.
0: I like that you highlighted. I did like the the line from lip to Frank. G F Y, dad.
2: Because GFY is just this thing.
0: I love it. And then we go to the oh, Gallagher. fuck
2: yourself.
0: We go to the Gallagher house. We see Fiona put her night's wages into the squirrel fund in the Crisco container that they keep in the pantry. <laughs> she sees the new sleeping arrangement Debbie has created because Lip is now asleep in her room. So she goes to crash in Frank's room only to discover a pregnant woman Frank has been <laughs> renting the room to is asleep in the bed.
1: Like, I, I'm just blown away by the fact, like, I don't know how long she's been there, but the fact that no one has seen her, like, like at all, and she's just been living in the room.
2: Probably at least a week, because he said <coughs> blah, blah, blah per week, and then she was like, well, how much has she already given you? Like, they have that whole conversation that we'll get to yeah. later. Yeah.
1: So, pro- at least a week. I mean, they nobody's didn't see really the home, Like, though. there's a lot of people in that household. That shouldn't mean that you don't see anyone. That means you notice that when there's a new person in the household. Well, they do
0: talk about it the next morning. Uh, Fiona goes downstairs to sleep on the couch and then the next morning we start in the ball household and we see Ethel shaving Kev's face and then she goes on to shave V's legs. And I I just love love this family. It's so 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 domestic.
1: domestic.
0: Ethel says her community, in her community, an elder who was a burden would wander into the snow and give themselves to the elements. And I want uh,
1: that sounds okay. like some midsummer shit.
0: I want a mini series of the balls and Ethel and her son. Like I just want yes. just a little bit over here. I just want a little bit of it, just a morsel. Dude, just if a you crumb. think
1: about it, Ethel's baby is probably like like eight right now.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Damn. Um, Ethel's baby is a whole ass child.
0: I'm so excited to get more into Ethel. Ethel's fun. I love her. And then we go to the Gallagher's, Lip is complaining about Jody, and Ian is just trying to do fucking math homework. Like, please stop <laughs> talking about this man.
1: Lip stumping sim because your gay brother on math theorems.
0: <laughs> He's literally like, yeah, about
2: um your college decisions, I don't really care. But like, can we talk about the the girl that I'm fucking?
0: No. Can we talk about it? And oh. Ian's like, no,
2: I need to learn math because I'm gay and my brain
0: doesn't work. <laughs> And the way they keep up the conversation and do the theorems at the same time is, like, honestly very impressive. It's like, blah, 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 Jody, answer this question. Blah, 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 Jody, answer this qu-. Like, it's, it's, it's really good. And then Fiona wakes up and is like, hi, what the fuck with this sleeping arrangement? And Debbie says she's not sleeping in a room with a masturbating toddler anymore. <laughs> and then we get a debate. What de- you gonna get? <laughs> then we get a debate about it isn't masturbating if nothing comes out. Like, it's a full conversation that is had for the next minute.
1: I love the note. Fucking truly some points were made.
0: (laughs) And then Fiona gets them all to focus and discovers that all of them apparently knew about the Chinese pregnant woman that Frank rented the room to. Fiona says Liam needs to go back in with Debbie. And Debbie's like, no, fuck you. I'm not doing that. The woman comes downstairs with a wok and a bag of rice to make herself breakfast and everything gets awkward. But we peel away from it to go to Sheila's house.
1: Yes, the most important person
0: here. We learn it's 500 more steps until she gets to the L, and maybe she can get her job back and go off of disability, and she sees the whole world opening up in front of her, and I love her so much. But Frank I'm is so proud of her. Frank is not listening because he is already on the hamster wheel to the next thing he needs to do. He's fucking around with Eddie's tools and says he has to go to work.
2: Yep, going to work. Going to work, up. Bye.
0: He picks up a call from Fiona and, and she says someone dropped off $200 for her from him at the house, but she's leaving him 50 and taking the rest. So he quickly hangs up and snaps at Sheila for trying to talk to him while he was on the phone. And like, he's like, oh, there's fucking money at the house for me? And he is gone. He's going over to the Gallagher house right away. Uh, but back at the Gallagher house in the living room, daycare is starting to pile in. Carl asks the pregnant woman weird inappropriate questions. Frank comes in and Fiona fights with him about the woman she calls her kung fu panda which like can we be upset without being racist maybe
2: i mean okay the gallagher's though like we've seen this time and time again they're like pretty racist yeah they're pretty racist. i mean the milkovich's yeah vicky's like pretty really racist like but i also think maybe it stems from like not being super i guess like politically correctly educated do you know what I mean because like I don't know like yes they live in the south side which is typically like if you really think about it a minority populated neighborhood but they live in like the white area of the south side they really do like the white trash area so they don't really like I don't know like the Gallaghers and the Milkovitches, yeah they're all like pretty racist pretty homophobic
0: that's a whole thing but for now Fiona says she's gonna call INS on the woman If Frank doesn't fork over the money that the woman already paid him to rent a room in their house. He lies and says she's paid him 90. And Fiona's like, okay, so that means she paid you twice that. And she's like, why always the deception stutter step before the truth? And he says, because it extends our quality father-daughter time. And I love Fiona. She's like, please go. Just leave and do whatever it is that you do that does not require you being here. And, like, Emmy and Bill do great scenes together. I Like, I love when they get to banter, throw things off of one another. It's really good.
2: They do have a lot of good chemistry.
0: And then yeah, Fiona, they really know how to
1: bounce off each other.
0: Fiona tells the woman she can stay until the baby is born. Because this woman's about to pop. So she says the woman can stay until the baby is born, but she has to help in the daycare. Fiona's going up to her office. Debs and Ethel are in charge. Keep away from the pool or, or you'll drown. Like, I love when Fiona gets that little lilt in her voice. It's really cute. Carl follows Frank out and like bugs him and bothers him with questions and Frank is like not in the mood to be teased so he snaps at Carl and tells him to be grateful he even exists and you're right you made a note that like yes he did hit Ian in the first season but this is the first time other than that that we've seen Frank like be mean to one of the kids like on purpose and like it's it was shocking. It was jarring. If I was
2: Ethan, I would be like, I'm simply never talking to Bill Macy again. (laughs) That was kind of scary when he like grabbed his arms and stuff. But I mean, he's yeah, the whole thing about Frank is he's not like, like neither of the, the parents are like, mean to them or abusive. They're like, well, okay, they're abusive, but like emotionally and mentally, not physically. And that's the thing is like, they're really selfish, and they're really neglectful, but they're never like, Genuinely, really mean to them on. Normally, like purple like, shit, music.
1: just like calling them out on like other bullshit. Yeah, you know, like actual physical harm, or like it's enough. It's like not enough abuse that the the characters are bothered by it. So then we're not bothered by it.
0: Yeah. Uh, but then we go over to the nursing home where V is gathering up all of the folks. It's excursion day, and that's it. More on that later. It's just the introduction to that. Back at Dottie's house, Frank is shirtless why um and knocking on Dottie's door to offer to do chores for her and again she's not buying it and he's laying it on thick but she's like you you know what you might as well be useful and she tells him things that she wants from the grocery store and sends him on his way also on their way the seniors on the bus including aunt ginger i forget what her actual hey. name is aunt ginger and then it's like stuff like the dollar tree and walgreens that's like where they're stopping and while they're at the Dollar Tree, Debbie at the Gallagher house is telling the little kids to draw pictures for the old folks, and she's going to bring it to them at the old folks' home. And Carl in the background is setting his mattress up under the stairs, where he finds Fiona's old diaries, like, from high school and stuff. You know who else is reading?
2: <laughs> These transitions. You... <laughs>
0: Mickey. Mickey has a little magazine and he's standing at the cash and grab in his little security man jacket. And
1: which which, which we have to point out has the, sleeve has the off. sleeves. Has the sleeves. Has the he sleeves. Said I'm gonna show my arms.
0: today." Ian is sitting behind the counter. Mickey is standing in front of the counter, just reading his magazine, and we hear Linda over uh the baby monitor, because she's got cameras on them too. And uh she doesn't trust him, she doesn't trust uh, Lip and Kev, who are loading uh, stuff for the truck at the back of the store. But she's leaving them alone in the store. Like, she's giving them that much leeway. And she hired Mickey.
2: But if she has cameras on... Okay, the back to our conversation earlier. If she has cameras on them, there's no way that they're just, like, fucking really-nilly in the store. In the yeah, freezer.
0: exactly. The freezer is the place now. Um, but, oh, yeah.
2: But wouldn't she know... Thinking... Thinking like they're just going into the freezer disappearing for like 15 minutes and then they come out and they're both like looking all disheveled. like i if i was linda i would simply be like
0: okay she i think i have to you you also made a note that you don't like her order of a mustard and cheese sandwich. she
2: said uh she, she said cheddar and mustard and bread is she fucking insane <laughs> she's pregnant <laughs> i know she's pregnant but
1: like i <laughs> no yeah. i disagree i think that the most disgusting sandwich in the entire world
0: she asks for ian to make her a sandwich over the intercom and uh, mickey stops some little kids by stealing by literally not even turning around or stopping reading his magazine he tells them if they walk out the door with that stuff he's going to crack their skulls on the pavement like
2: <laughs> if i was ian i simply would jump his bones right then and there it's it i'd is, be like
0: that was kind of hot it was hot it was hot And uh, Lip and Kev, like I said, are stocking up the ice cream truck from the back of the store. And Lip even, like, looks up to the camera and tells Linda exactly what they're taking. And Mickey helps them carry stuff to the back. And he overhears, he offers to get them molly. And Lip's like, no, we stick to, like, beer and weed. It's fine.
1: Yeah. (laughs) He was like, we're selling to, like, 15-year-olds. we will just give them, like, the minimum.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh... He overhears Ian and Lip, like, setting up study sessions, and, like, he gets a little look on his face. Like, he gets a little look on his face. He teases, and, like, the boys close up the back, and Kevin, and Kevin, uh, Lip leave. And Mickey teases Ian about math and the army some more, because deep down he's worried that Ian will get in and leave him, and this little bubble that they've created will burst, and we don't have time to unpack all of that. (laughs) But Mickey is insecure, and, uh, he's trying to mask it with flirting. Uh, but while they're talking, Frank comes in and tries to steal food from the store, but he also is just about to shit his pants when Mickey steps up to him. And is like, hey, Frank, uh, why don't you check your pockets for money to, to to pay for that, to pay for that stuff that you're trying to just walk out of here with. And like...
2: He's taking his job very seriously. I am proud of him.
0: Noel and H. Macy do really well in scenes together. Like, as much as I don't love Frank scenes, Frank scenes plus Mickey are better, are better scenes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that they, because they're both such talented actors, I think they would do really well to have more scenes together. Unfortunately, like, there's nothing really about their
1: characters that would make them, like, need to
2: interact. I think but the most like they've really like, interacted
1: is, like, stuff at the alibi, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, but, like, if Mickey interacted more with, like, Debbie and Carl, and especially Liam.
1: Especially mm-hmm. Liam. Liam
2: just needs somebody to, like, watch out for him. I... I also would say like Veronica, because he had enough interaction with Kevin in season four that I was like, I'm good for now. But um
0: Well those pictures from yesterday were promising. Him. Those pictures from yesterday were promising for some I
2: am excited. I'm excited to see what plans they have they have uh, hatched up.
0: <laughs> oh, for context, we're recording this on September twenty-second. Uh, this will be released sometime in october but
1: so as of now we have been getting plenty of new set pictures of like a bunch of people on set so we're 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 nitpicking what we've been given while they're filming uh season 11 at the moment yeah they are
2: all very much under contract
1: they work, are very yeah. much promoting the shit out of this season already yeah but
2: good yeah. for them i mean it's last season so
1: honestly good for us
2: yeah <laughs>
0: But yeah, Frank Frank's like, "Oh, Mickey, you work here now?" Mickey and he puts money down and he leaves. And the so then it's just Mickey and Ian in the store. And Mickey goes back to his magazine and asks if that's the kind of leadership like Frank, if that's the kind of leadership Ian plans on bringing to the army. Said last night's bottom," says Ian, and Mickey says, <laughs> "Whatever, like him what I like, don't make me a bitch." I love that
1: line so fucking much.
0: What a king. That's kingship.
1: Powerful.
0: And we go from just that I just iconic. I just fucking love this man so much. Back to the senior van. There is one woman who came who came on the trip, but she hates it. She just wanted to not be in the nursing home for a few hours. And she says it beats watching judge duty or waiting for my brain to collapse in on itself. And like honestly, quarantine mood. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I would like to get on a bus and go anywhere at all that's not here. That's not sitting. That's in my why
2: home. I got a job. I'm just I got a job just so I could be out of my house.
0: <laughs> then Frank is back at the alibi, uh, and of course he is, and he flirts with the bartender, and she says she stopped drinking because she kept waking up next to Frank. And um, you know what? Legitimate. That's a legitimate reason.
1: Honestly, respect.
0: She gives Frank shit about fucking around with Dottie. and then he leaves. That scene was a waste of time like yeah
2: uh, i think no i think it was good i guess to provide context of like how everybody else is feeling and also like kind of like further cementing frank's reputation within the neighborhood
0: yeah i guess but at the same time it's like well i find it hard, it hard was... to justify so many frank scenes
2: um not just like so many frank scenes cuz like he is the patriarch of the family he's technically the main character but when all of his scenes are, like, kind of about nothing. Like, if we had had another scene of him at Dottie's, I would have been like, yeah, this is fine. Yeah. But, yeah. Because it's like, I get it. What he's doing is bad.
0: But then at the Gallagher daycare, Carl finishes reading the little kids an actual, like, storybook. And then he cracks open Fiona's diary that we saw him find earlier and starts <laughs> reading it out loud to the children. And she, it's her talking about a sex dream she had about this cute boy she had a crush on in high school. And, like, who among us? hasn't done that um but does all of our little brothers read it aloud to small children nope and she overhears him snatches it away and sends the kid outside
1: <laughs>
0: and then she yells at him to put his mattress back upstairs and stay the fuck out of her stuff and because carl is now also like, him. carl is aching for his own space as well as debbie it's just on like a lower <laughs> level uh so- and
1: lena to go to your comment i think me and amanda figured this out like a couple episodes was it Fiona was a junior when she dropped out, right? Yeah. And then she gets her GED. Um,
0: next season, I think.
1: I, I think next season. Oh, it's yeah. When the, she's just, a, it's when Lips yeah, is like, I'm a dropout. And drop they're out. like, we're
2: going to finish together.
1: But if
2: she dropped out, did she drop out before Monica left? Because then it would be like, because Monica left when Fiona was around 18, we've established. But if she was a junior, she would have been like, Seventeen or she sixteen.
0: Probably, well, Monica was probably in a bipolar depressive episode or something, and Fiona probably dropped out because of that, like right before Monica split.
1: Yeah, and I think yeah.
0: when I think there's that
1: one scene. I think I I don't remember. My brain can just be making this up. I think the episode when they have the parent teacher conference. I think like she it's mentioned like that she did drop out or like around the age or time she did. She but only- I I feel like juniors makes sense because i feel like she it, it was her senior year it wouldn't have made as much sense if that makes any sense
0: yeah she only has a few credits left we learn in like later episodes she she tells carl to like stay the fuck out of her stuff and go and put his mattress back upstairs and then we go back to the senior citizen van it's still rolling and the grumpy old lady asks them for like anything at all fun to do and that's it we just keep getting little blips of the senior citizen trip through this episode and then we go back that's to the fun yeah And then we go back to the Gallagher backyard, like, a second or two after that scene we just saw. And Carl is trying to find a different place to sleep. And Fiona offers the van in the backyard. She's like, what if we fix that up, and for a week or two during the summer right now, you sleep in the van out back? Like, like, camping. And Carl is thrilled. It's all he wanted. He wanted a little privacy to himself. And, like, that's a good solution. It's warm out. It's prime camping time. You can sleep in in the van in the backyard. And we go from that to another van, the senior van. The grumpy lady begs V to let them out of the van and walk around in the park that they are stuck in traffic next to. And V gives in. And she's like, fine, you know what? For 10 minutes, we can walk around the fucking park and have a nice time.
2: I mean, she knows that Kevin Lipper there too. So she's like, well, might as well just hang out with my boys.
0: Yeah. Uh, But before we see any of that, we see Frank back at Dottie's house. She has a list of chores for him to do. And she says he can do them or he can leave. He offers her a bubble bath and he flirts and flirts and she flat out turns him down and he finds out he's the male butterface. Good. I like your note. Bill Macy isn't ugly, but Frank is.
2: Bill Macy is not ugly, but when they do that shit to his hair, like they put grease in his hair and stuff, I'm like, well, anybody can be ugly if they try hard enough. Yeah. (laughs) Personality, like his personality is very ugly.
0: Uh, at the park, the seniors—they're having fun. They're playing baseball. It, it looks they're like, so cute. Like they're—it's
1: such like a cute little shot of every All like the seniors hanging out with like all the little kids, and they're all like doing all these things, and uh, it's so cute.
0: It's really wholesome and sweet and like summertime. We find out Aunt Ginger is a bit of a hoe. She's fucking around a little bit in the nursing home, and she like deep throats a popsicle. Like it's a lot. Like you said, Lena. Kevin Kevin Lip's truck is parked at the park. So V is, like, chilling in the ice cream truck with the boys, and they're cleaning up with these old people between the soda and the popsicles and the weed. They're just- they're making fucking bank today. (laughs) And Kev's like, bring your fucking old people here every goddamn day. This is fantastic. And during that everything, Kev asks- or Lip asks Kev advice on Karen, and after serving a teenager his third and final beer of the day, because they- we keep seeing they have standards. They cut the kids off when they think they've had a little too much.
1: They're bad people, but not that bad of people. they trying to make money.
0: Yeah.
2: Keeps his conscience clean. Yeah. But they, I'm just going to say this right now, Lip and Kev both look really good in this scene.
0: They look, mm-hmm. they look pretty good. They look pretty damn good. Yeah. Kev says that women that don't sleep with you, but keep you around probably love you. And he doesn't know that he's talking about Jody and Karen. Kev is wise. He usually has the right answers, like in the relationship way. At least in the first few seasons that I know about, like Kev is Kev is usually the man to go to talk to about your relationship stuff. Mm-hmm. So V's like, okay, it's been long enough. She gathers the seniors up in the van, and like you said, this is really fucking cute. It's really cute. It's, it's so cute. Yeah,
2: uh, yeah. Everybody like you. That's the thing about James. Is like seasons like one through five everybody interacted so much and i get it that they're like aging and things like that so it's like obviously they're gonna be adults and have adult lives but season 11 might be really good with covid because like everybody's gonna be in the house together kind of like forced to be together because they can't go out and like do normal things i feel like like we're
1: gonna get like a lot of house she's a lot
0: of alibis really teams. fun All the, uh, they, they like shot their shot last year though when they had the Ian and Mickey have spent so much time around each other that now they're arguing about everything are they just gonna do that fucking storyline again no
2: Ian and Mickey are gonna body this quarantine they're gonna be like we have been through this shit before they're we like, like our time to shine at least we they know. can be in separate rooms of the house now like they literally are like we are bodying this don't worry about it yeah. but everybody else is gonna go crazy like Lip and Tammy it's yeah. over for them. No, they, it's been over
1: for them. Yeah.
0: And this will be where I cut in if I cannot cut around any of that stuff that we just. We're gonna. We talked about season 11 and potential storylines for a minute, and we apologize and we're gonna try to stop also, doing that.
2: Generally we're just annoying and we go on tangents for like 20 yeah. minutes enough we get to get to an anime scene because we room. are the worst. So if, um, so
0: if it's a rough cut, I'd be like, God
2: damn, I hate gay people.
0: This was my yeah. rough cut, and I'm sorry about yeah. it. My gay people I mean us. <laughs> yeah we are we are the ones we hate anyway all the elderly people were being cute in the park and it's very sweet and then v gathers them all up and puts and puts them back in the nursing home and aunt ginger goes to have private time with harry um good for you uh but then we hear thunk and harry has dropped out rest in peace harry
1: um r.i.p harry
0: harry has passed away and over at Dottie's house, Frank is actually doing the chores he, she asked him to do. But he does stop to watch her get naked uh, through, like, the door crack while she's getting in the shower. It's,
1: like, through, like, the keyhole. Like, it's, like, so creepy. Yeah. Like, but, he's going lengths to see her titties.
0: But she catches him and she shoots him away. Uh, she like, fuck, get, fuck out of here. Fuck out of here, Frank. And like Dottie's energy, I love Dottie's energy.
1: I love
0: her. And Debbie goes to the nursing home with all the kids' drawings that we saw earlier in the episode for Ginger and for Harry. But then she learns that Harry died and uh, Debbie, like, takes Ginger away to, like, comfort her. And the grumpy woman from the tour bus asks V to sell a ring that she has so that she can take everybody to the Indian casino, so that they can all that have a good time That lady together.
1: just makes me so sad, because she just wants to go out and have fun and explore, but she's, like, so secluded to just having a nursing home and limited She's anything. like, I'm old. Please take me somewhere.
0: <laughs> and from all of that, like, heavy death and sadness, we go back to the club, uh, mm-hmm. where Fiona and mm-hmm. V are working. Jasmine is partying, as Jasmine does, and Fiona's working, and we find out that Jasmine... Found the guy from Fiona's diary. I, I guess she talked to her about Carl finding her old diary. Like, that's that's the jump and leap that I'm getting to.
1: But the fact that she knew her his first and last name and then was able to find the correct guy.
0: Yeah. And she said she found him on Facebook and she pokes him. Remember poking on Facebook?
2: Yeah. Ancient. <laughs>
0: And then Fiona meets Jasmine's sugar daddy friend, but blows him off to get back to work. And over at Dottie's, Frank is still be still behaving well, and she kicks him out and says, "You can finish the list tomorrow." But he tries to make a move on her. And he tries to have sex with her to solidify his place in this home, and she says she cannot have sex or she will quite literally die,
2: because her heart rate will get too high.
0: She'll explode. Yeah. Her heart will explode if she has sex. Oh. So sad. Not the
2: foreshadowing. We love a foreshadow.
0: And then back at the club, Fiona is cashing out for the night, and her blind date is, like, sitting across from her and talking to her, and they agree to, like, fake it and have a conversation to keep Jasmine and her boyfriend happy, because Jasmine's boyfriend is this man's, like, client, so that's the only reason this guy agreed to go out with them. Fiona tries to figure out how being a sugar baby works. She's like, so do we just, like, go out and you buy me pretty things and I have sex with you occasionally. Like what is how does is that how this works? But like then they seem to have like a genuinely fun and cool conversation until she says that she's not into married guys and she he's like, well what do you have against married lies? She's like, I'm not into liars. They're not lying to you, the man says. Why does everything make me think of Ian and Mickey? Why does Mental illness? It's mental illness. It's mental illness truly. They're not lying to you. Everybody who has watched season four didn't knows he literally he... say that? Didn't yeah. He... Yes, he. Did. He
2: said he's like I'm not lying to you. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And then he was like, "What you and I have makes me free."
0: <laughs> season four fucks me up. Season four fucks me up so hard. Um, <laughs> I love your notes. The... <laughs> uh, the... So Fiona's like, "I'm not fucking into Mary, guys. You're clearly married. I'm done. I'm out of this conversation." She walks away. And we cut away to Karen Jody and Sheila they're having a lovely night in just watching television it's very sweet and then we see Dottie and Frank also having a night in watching the lottery and then well, o- being domestic over to lip again he's again outside in that pillar where we've seen him before he waits outside for Karen he sees her give Jody a kiss good night and you can see his heart break in half and like it hurts it hurts to look at. He freaks out under the yell, screaming, and runs away, and we cut to credits.
2: Does um, he scream? I don't remember. But I don't think, I think he just runs away. But, like, it's, I think it's because it's, like, that is the transition from, like, being, like, oh, we're just hanging out. Like, we're we're friendly, whatever. That's a transition into a romantic, serious relationship for him because they used to just give each other high fives. And it's, like, now he feels like he, like, doesn't have a place in her life anymore.
0: And And that's it, we cut away to credits. I didn't have an after credit scene of what I was watching. Was there an after credit scene in whatever you guys were watching? But the song that's playing during the credits is Freak "Freaky Loneliness" by Bumblebees. I mean, it's a good song. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Uh, but yeah, I'm like the
1: song at the end.
0: I'm like pretty sure there wasn't an after credit scene.
2: There is no after credit scene, yeah.
0: so that's it. That's the episode. That's episode two, guys. We did it. We did
2: it. We, we did are it. seriously the
1: worst. <laughs> we are the <doing> worst. <laughs> hey,
0: this is an hour uh, and a half. This is way shorter than our last one. Uh, yeah. But we did it. We did episode two. What did we think? We did it.
2: Did I we- really do like this episode. I thought season two was like, I thought it was actually really good. It had some really interesting storylines, and summer seasons like always
1: really fun because they get to like go out and do stuff. I I feel like. Even though like it's still early on in the season, it's still painting like a really good idea of like what we're expecting. And like I like how we've already been introduced to like one or two new characters and stuff like that. And like instead of it just jumping into those storylines right away, it's building it up a little bit, which I enjoyed because I feel like with the first season, they didn't really know where they were going. So they tried to fit a lot into each episode. But like I think they're at the point where they realize they have a whole season where they can block out information and tell a story now. Well, the so, like, first
2: season is entirely based off of the UK series. Yeah. Like, everything about it. It's just America. But then I think around season two, they kind of started to realize, like, the freedom that they have and, like, where they can go with these characters. But, like, I did, like, because, like, the earlier seasons, it seems like they really take care in, like, foreshadowing, making things last, like, several episodes. Now it feels like a situation comedy, and it feels like they introduce a plot line for, like, one episode and then it's wrapped up by the end. And it's like, yes, that's great. I love TV like that because, like, you can get it in easy chunks. But, like, I liked the subtlety and the stretching that they used to have.
1: In season one of Shameless, did they have an idea if they were going to get a season two or not? Or were they just going off expecting one season and we're going to chill?
2: They probably didn't know. Well, okay. I think by the end of season
0: one, they knew they were getting season two.
2: Yeah, they God, probably yeah. assumed because I think I think it wasn't straight to series. It was pi- they shot a pilot first and then a couple months later they shot series.
1: Yeah, you can you can definitely tell the joke.
2: Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't straight to series, but I think once they ordered straight to series, they were like even though this is based off of like the UK one, we'd like to see what you're going to do
1: with later seasons
2: so like i remember the first when, like, season
1: is that when they go off of uk standard stuff
2: yeah so like even in the uk one like mickey like the thing about mickey is like in the uk one he did hook up with ian and then went to juvie but he didn't come back like they didn't hook up again ian is like a real whore in the uk one <laughs> he hooks up with like everybody um well the uk but the simply did not him. have
0: Noel fisher that's they simply did not that's have him exactly
2: but the whole thing is like e- yeah i mean ian not being frank so that's a plot line in the uk i think i only watched like the first season of the uk one but that's kind of when it splits off did I you ever for that?
0: did you ever think like a lot of people think that they're shooting season 11 right now because they think if they delay any more then the season would have just been canceled but like if the season had just been canceled then the very last thing we would have seen in shameless was ian and mickey happy and naked, and content, and married in their honeymoon suite. That was the very last thing we would have Yeah, but Chandler's. Terry was like,
2: bah, 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 bah. And It was kind of funny, it was kind of funny, because Ian was like, so your dad must still be mad. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's um, awkward.
0: But yeah, that was the episode, and I'm excited. Uh, but this episode was so was so great. I liked it a lot. It, w- the return awesome. of my man. And when is that never a good thing? Like, that's, I, I love Mickey Milkovich. If that yeah. wasn't, is that not obvious? Um, is that have we not, not obvious
1: that at all? Yet? It's so subtle. Have I don't we, know if we said anything yet. Have we?
0: Have we covered that? I don't know if we've covered that. Um, yeah, no,
1: I don't think, like, honest, but it's like, it's
2: kind of weird because it's like, yeah, Mickey, but like, you would never guess this about me, but I really do like the other characters.
0: No, I do. I also do like, like the other like characters. Like, I think
2: about them a lot. It's not even like, I'm like, oh, I only watched the show for Mickey. Like, I think about the other characters a lot.
0: Did I dip out for four seasons when he wasn't there? Yes. Yes, I did. But I do also care about I did. them.
2: I did it. I was a real one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was. It was too much for me. But I am. I'm, I love Ian, too. And then the rest of them are also on that list. I do love them all in their own special way. But I had fun watching this episode and recapping it with y'all. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see what else the season gives us. And what else me? we get yeah. from the cast in the i wonder when this airs what else we were gonna we will have gotten from the cast on twitter
1: yeah because it seems like we're getting shit almost daily now so just go well today
2: i mean in they should be filming by now it's tuesday but we have not gotten anything today not yet not
0: yet but we should probably end this um (laughs) (laughs) lena where can people find you on the internet
2: Um you can find me on Instagram at Kojak, cojackk or uh Lena Friedman. Um you can find me on Twitter at friedman but the i is an l so it's frledman. Those are the social media platforms I am most active on.
0: Evan how about you? Uh you can
1: find me on Instagram and TikTok at i want to die 4000 and I'm not on Twitter that much but you can follow me at internet life yo. And Amanda, where can they find you?
0: They can find me at Abnorm- at AbnormalAmanda18 on Instagram, at AbnormalAmanda on Twitter, and AbnormalAmanda on uh, TikTok, where I am now just making shameless content to get yes. your, the attention yes. uh, good to get you guys good. to listen to this. Uh, and you can follow the show on luckwehadpod on Instagram, at luckwehadpod on Twitter. Uh, you can email us, luckwehadpod at gmail.com. You can find the link to our website with all of the places that you can listen to us in the bio of the Instagram and of the Twitter. Um, and it'll even be in the bio of my TikTok at Abnormal Amanda. I linked it to our YouTube and to the Luck We Had pod Instagram. So, like, Beautiful. there's no missing it. Yes, that's right. We are uploading the episodes to YouTube as well yes. as Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. So you can listen to us Look in some Look us. Sense. We have listeners, it's- by the way, in Canada, Ireland, uh, the UK, and Germany.
1: I booked this for us.
2: We're famous. If we can get Fit if we can get Fitman, Fitman Cook, that guy that comments on all of Noble's posts to listen to us. Oh I'm just saying it's God. a win. Here's the
0: thing though, if any single member of the cast ever found out about this, I would evaporate into thin air. I would Oh <laughs> yeah,
1: I would probably be like, yeah I'm Yeah, actually go. I don't know what shameless is. That's a really funny <laughs> well, the
0: thing. I've about never
1: this. seen this show. Noelle, the
2: show. No well. Nobody has
1: to see my face.
0: Noelle Fishar, Is that who that is? I don't know. Will who Fischar. is that? Who is that? Um, I don't know you, sir. No, I don't talk about your biceps for an hour every week. I don't know what you mean.
2: Layla punching the air right now. I'm just saying. <sighs>
0: Let's get out of this. It's been an hour and forty-five minutes. We have to go. We have to go. The end of this is so messy. Thank you so much
1: for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in every single week, and we are so grateful to be able to be doing season two. And thank you again, Lena, for joining us. And thank you for having
0: me.
2: I always have so much fun. And
0: we'll have you back as many times as you want. I'm so
2: excited. (laughs) Have fun at work, Evan. Yes. Have fun at work. I will not.
0: Have fun (laughs) at school. And uh, we will see you guys all. We post every two weeks. So whenever this airs, two weeks after that, we'll see you guys again on a Tuesday. But until then, um, bye, everybody.
1: Bye. Bye.